0: All right, folks. Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. It is Thursday night as I'm recording this, following the Denver Nuggets' loss. Final score: one twenty-three, one eleven. San Antonio takes the the first win in a two-game series that Denver is going to be playing to finish their seven-game road trip and. This looked like a team, frankly, that was on a seven-game road trip, that they have gone through the ringer, they have had a really difficult time with the injury bug, and seeing a lot of guys go down, guys go in and out of the lineup, health and safety protocols, things like that, and they just looked gassed. They looked like a team that was fighting against themselves from an energy standpoint, and I'm not surprised, like, it's really, really not surprising in my opinion, to see, oh yeah, Nicole Jokic minus five after he had carried the day in the previous game against the New Orleans Pelicans. And Aaron Gordon minus four, Will Barton minus nine. Those guys had just played so many minutes in the previous game. And it just it looked and felt like they were exhausted throughout this one. So I am not going to berate anybody. I am not going to Uh, lay down, uh, just declarations, all that. The Nuggets are soft. They, they weren't hustling. They weren't getting back on defense or fighting on the glass. Look, these games happen to everybody. And I think Greg Popovich actually said it best that, hey, there's no sympathy for the, for the Nuggets here. That San Antonio went through this just, just a couple days ago where they played against New York. They went on the road and I think faced Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they had a really tough schedule and then got back and got, got a day off from it and they recovered and they played Denver really well. Denver's going through this and this is just a really tough time in their schedule. And, and we've talked about this. I, I've tried to make a big deal out of this. That look, the record is not going to be – where people expect it to be and where they probably need it to be for Denver to uh, get into the top three of the Western Conference once again. Take a pause. It's okay that they don't get into the top three. It's okay that they kind of sit around 500 while they try to get their, their crap back together and then progress forward in the future. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in the third segment. Let's talk about this game. Let's talk about the starters in the first segment, bench in the second segment, and then just talking about surviving and advancing in the third. Let's talk about the starters here. Nikola Jokic always got to start with him, picks up a triple-double, but he looked really tired doing it. Let's be frank. 35 minutes tonight, 22 points on 19 shots, was 8 of 19 from the field. Two of eight from three. And I think this is a really great sign, or a really bad sign, I guess, that Jokic is exhausted. That Jokic is in a situation where he isn't going to keep battling and, and bashing Jakub Purtle every single possession and then try to do everything that he has to do on the defensive end and then try to do everything that he can as a passer and a playmaker. He has to pick and choose his spots. This is what the best superstars do. They find ways to impact the game, know when to go hundred percent, and know when to go eighty percent, eighty-five percent, and still be successful. Jokic still had a great game tonight. Twenty-two points, thirteen rebounds, ten assists, two steals, and a block. Like that's good enough. Only two turnovers. Like it should have been good enough. But the fact is, is that I thought he settled for too many threes. I thought that Denver needed him to be better on the interior because their three point shooting in the starting lineup just wasn't that good and Jeff Green takes zero threes tonight, Aaron Gordon takes zero threes tonight although he was very good on the interior as well. Uh Will Barton, Monte Morris, they each had good nights from 3, but I I think that Denver needed to shoot 40 to 50% from three point range in their starting unit. And I thought that Jokic kinda settled a lot for those looks when he could have created better ones for other people. Uh, it is what it is. Hard to blame the big fella. He just looks like he's carrying the weight of the world right now. And he is. Let's let's be frank about that. He is. Aaron Gordon deserves a lot of credit for the way that he played tonight. Uh, he was one of the guys that I thought really pressed the issue. On the interior on several occasions, had 25 points. That might be a season high if I'm not mistaken, but he did it on 12 shots. 9 of 12 from the field, 0 attempted threes, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He was being physical. He was battling. And he went back at it with Derek White on several occasions tonight. Looked very good. Was doing a very good job kind of as an outlet for Jokic on the interior. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Jokic was on the perimeter more than he probably should have been. Because Aaron Gordon had a good matchup, and Denver was trying to take advantage of that for sure. Um, It's hard to hate on that game plan. I think that there were some things that they could have done on the margins a little bit better. Uh, But Gordon was good. 25 points, six rebounds, three assists. Problem wasn't really on the offensive end, it was on the defensive end with him. He was behind... Dejounte Murray and Derek White and Doug McDermott and whoever he was guarding for much of the game, for a lot of those possessions, he wasn't really providing great contests. He did have one block uh, that was a really good contest on a Dejounte Murray layup or a jumper, excuse me. But uh, they get that, like Jakoberto gets the offensive rebound on that, tips it out to Dejounte Murray again who I think passes it out to somebody for three, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Uh, There were a lot of possessions tonight where Gordon was behind the play, where Barton was behind the play, Uh, Morris especially too, where those guys trying to defend perimeter defense-wise, and they're trying to defend in the pick and roll, but they're giving Jokic one-on-twos where he has to contain on the drop while those guys – get kind of separated from their defensive assignments. It's tough. It was a tough place to put Jokic, and I don't think that he handled it well, but I also don't think that that happens as often if the Spurs feel the perimeter defenders a little bit more. Barton looks tired. Barton, let's talk about him. 19 points on 16 shots. This is the second game in a row, I think, at least that I have noticed, and it might be a longer trend than that, where Barton comes out swinging. He comes out, he's shooting the ball really well, does a great job of getting up threes that are pretty efficient, finds those shots, finds those opportunities in the first half. And then the second half hits, and it feels like he's less impactful. Made several mistakes late in the fourth quarter. I'll give him a pass on that because it felt like the game was kind of out of reach at that point. Denver had a couple opportunities to cut that lead down a little bit more, but couldn't really close the deal. But it feels like Barton's tiring out too, where he had to carry the team for the first 10 games, 15 games. And ever since then, he's kind of been floating between uh, ineffectiveness and inefficiency on just a very high volume. Um, it's too bad. And I hope that they can find a way to get him a break at some point. It would be nice if Austin Rivers got back. I think that a lineup that has Austin Rivers in the starting lineup with Barton taking a night off is more than fine. Like Denver starters will be okay. They still have to figure out what to do with the bench. And maybe that's an opportunity for Bones to step up a little bit more in that situation. But uh, that's not on Barton. It shouldn't have to be on him to carry both units. Uh, Monte Morris has to continue to do well. Aaron Gordon has to continue to have nights like these, and Jokic has to be more efficient from three. It's just that simple. Uh, I hope that they get Barton a night off at some point. I'm not sure it's going to happen though because this team they are just so battered. Like you gotta fight for everything. You gotta scratch and claw for everything and. If you don't get it, then you're going to be behind the eight ball, but I don't know. The starters, as a unit, it felt like they did enough uh, just kind of keeping themselves in it for at least the first three and a half quarters. Last six minutes of the game, things kind of fell apart on them. I'm not really going to blame them for that. It's It certainly felt like... I don't know. It certainly felt like they could have come back had Jokic hit some jumpers. But you could say that about any time you lose. It is what it is. Monte Morris, up and down game, but mostly up. I thought 13 points on 13 shots, three of seven from three, shooting the three ball a lot better lately. And that's a lot more of a confident shot that he is taking than he has in previous days. Uh, good to see from him. Five to one assist to turnover ratio. Once again, was one of the only starters in the plus. Uh, good for him. Good, good stuff. Jeff Green fouled out today in six. Uh, well, twenty three minutes, six fouls, four points on two of five, one rebound, one assist, one block. Uh, wasn't really involved. Was was very much a kind of a late rotator in that first quarter. Denver gave up 37 points, and I thought a lot of the first buckets were Jeff Green's responsibility, where he was a half step too slow every single time. Uh, it's fine. San Antonio, they they hit all of those shots. and If you're looking for marginal improvement, then that's going to be one of the ways that Denver can improve on the margins. That might save them five to eight points here or there. They're still going to have to make up some more because they lost this game by 12, but that is one area where San Antonio, they shot 43%, uh, and then they got to the line 22 times. It was a lot of it because Denver was out of position defensively. Perimeter defense, rotational defense, interior defense with Jokic just wasn't great. So look, not going to make a big stink out of it. Back to back loss. Don't really have to worry about it. There are some positives and negatives that we can get to at the bench, though. So let's move our conversation to them when we come back. Hi, we're back, Big Axe and Roll, Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's talk about the bench unit now. And I think there are there are some positives, there are some negatives to take from this one, and it definitely seems like for one, Faku Campaso, the the three-point shot is now going down. He feels pretty good about it. Was one of six last game from three, but was very comfortable taking it. And though he did have some late shot clock heaves in that one. It certainly felt like he was turning a corner and has been turning a corner for a while. Tonight, he goes four of six, and a lot of those shots were wide open, and he has to be able to take those. He has to be able to hit those. Those are very important shots within the flow of Denver's bench offense right now, where they finally generate an advantage and the ball finds their point guard. He has to be able to hit the wide open three, and he did it tonight, did a pretty solid job. 12 points, three assists, two rebounds, one steal, one block. The block that he had was kind of a chase down strip out of bounds. Not really a block, but they have to credit it as a block. It was a good play by him. Still a minus 13 for Faku, uh, which was the lowest on the team in his 25 minutes. I still think that there are some things when he's out there that I get frustrated with. And I'm going to always get frustrated with because he tries so hard and continues to try so hard to make an impact and and sometimes will come up with a nice play. But there are other times like a a very key Derek White three-pointer where he rotates off of him because he tries to dig in for a steal on a player that has his back turned. That player turns around, keeps the ball away from Faku hits Faku's man for a wide open three uh it's tough it's it's a it's a tough place for him to be uh, and it's hard to break that habit like this is something that if he's going to gamble, he's got to be fully committed to it and he is fully committed to it but sometimes when you gamble you're gonna get burned and, and that's just the way that he plays. Malone said after the game that he really liked faku's energy that he wished that more people would play with that energy. And I totally get it right now. When you've got a player like him, he's the guy that needs to amp everybody up, that needs to bring the house down when it comes to making threes, making hustle plays, doing everything that he can to keep everybody engaged on the offensive end and defensive end. Um, and you saw that kind of rub off on some other guys uh Davon Reed had a pick six steal and bucket. Bones Highland had one on the very next play. Uh, both of those guys shooting gaps, playing the defensive gaps really well, putting themselves in position to make good defensive plays. But Faku's the guy who, when he hounds people on the defensive end, when he gets into their airspace, bothers them, pushes them off their spot just a little bit, he can be a guy who's the catalyst for some of those plays because you don't necessarily get a bunch of pick sixes as a defensive player. Pick six, of course, is a steal and a bucket on the other end of the floor where you you intercept the ball basically and you take it the length of the floor. Those plays aren't available to you unless like, it's just an extremely lazy play by the offensive player or the defensive player that is on ball at that point is making things difficult. Faku does that pretty well. He deserves credit for that. He was the primary point guard tonight for the Nuggets. And I don't think that the bench offense was good enough while he was out there. But it really wasn't just the bench offense. It was the bench defense where I'm not sure how much of a responsibility he had for that. He was guarding Trey Jones a lot of the time. Trey Jones didn't really – like. he had five assists, but a lot of that was because of bad rotations on the backside from other guys, Uh, off-ball movement from other guys. Let's talk about uh, Bones Highland. Really rough game. Really rough game for the rookie. Uh, Five points on 10 shots, two of 10 from the field, one of four from three. One rebound, one assist, one steal—that that noted steal and bucket. Uh, not a lot going going well for Bones. He was one of the reasons why Denver struggled so much, and that's okay. He's going to struggle at times as a rookie. Like this was one of his first back to backs. It's not his only back to back, but it was coming off of a couple of games where he didn't play due to health and safety protocols, trapped in a hotel. Then he has a long day yesterday trying to get to the Pelicans game. Finally gets to the Pelicans game, gets amped for that one. Plays in that one, doesn't play well, but gives enough, does, does enough with his minutes to help the team win. And then you have to go on the back-to-back. You have to travel. You have to go to bed late. You have to wake up pretty late and not necessarily have a ton of time to prepare. And you're just drained. You're just drained for that entire time. And I have a feeling that he was drained more than most guys despite not playing not playing a ton because he had to go through a lot of steps in order to figure that out. Uh, it's not an excuse, but he is a rookie playing his first game in San Antonio on a back-to-back after dealing with health and safety protocols in a suboptimal bench environment where you're playing against San Antonio where Lonnie Walker, Devin Vassell, Bryn Forbes, uh, they, they've had a lot of guys that have done a lot of good things. And then Derek White and DeJounte Murray also rotating with the bench. Those guys, very good. Very, very good unit. Um, so I'm not surprised that Bones struggled. I'm really not. And I'm also not concerned because this feels like a game where he can learn from. He could watch film understand where his shots are going to come, and then make some changes and try to hit some better shots and then play the gaps a little bit better on defense. I think he can do that. We'll just have to see if it happens. Jamichael Green, another nine points for him. Um, Three of six from the field, two of four from three. Only one rebound. Kind of surprised about that. No steals, no blocks only 12 minutes for him. He was a minus seven in his 12 minutes. Um, What I will say is that despite the fact that there was some progress with this bench unit, Jamichael Green hitting back-to-back threes, that was a really big deal. Really happy to see that for him because he's had a lot of trouble. He's had a lot of difficult times. Despite that, um, despite Vaku playing pretty well, the bench was still a minus. Bench was still kind of when Faku was out there, when Bones was out there, those two guys, they were in the double-digit negatives. And when you have that, it's just such a wear on the Nuggets starting group where they just played a bunch of minutes yesterday, and they have to go through the same thing again. And Third quarter, fourth quarter, I thought the bench was pretty good. They figured it out in that stint, played well enough to get them back into it, And they had that lead down to five, kind of at around the seven-minute mark. thought that was good enough. Bench played, like, I don't know. It's tough because, like, second stint they played well enough to get it. First stint they they did not. They were basically double-digit negative in that stint. So, it's hard to judge. It really is. This is a tough game to really judge from, but... Hopefully, they can recover on this the next game. Zeke Nagy, I think, is somebody who needs to get more involved. He had two assists tonight, but like it really wasn't anything. Uh, one of them was a DHO with Compasso for a three. Can't even remember what the other one was. Uh, but what I will say is that he has only attempted two total threes in the last three games since playing in New York. He needs to get more involved as a three point shooter, because when he isn't, I'm not sure what he does on the offensive end. Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. So I hope that they use him in the pick and pop a little bit more. Would rather see Jamichael Green play in the dunker spot or play kind of in the like a weak side screening role or something like that. Maybe put himself into a little bit better position to get some offensive boards, because Zeke shouldn't do that. Zeke. Is not a good rebounder. Zero rebounds tonight in 14 minutes. That's really bad. Like, Devon Reed should not be out rebounding Zeke Najee and Jemichael Green combined. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, the Spurs didn't miss a lot of shots, so it's not like there were a lot of balls available. But it's something that I think stands out, that Zeke needs to be more involved in these game plans if he's going to play. Right now, he just stands in the corner, stands on the wing – And he's chasing around Devin Vassell on the other end. And it's not a really great matchup for him. Like you'd rather him guarding somebody a little bit bigger, maybe even switching him on to Drew Eubanks. But I don't know. Hard to tell. Spurs are a tough team. This was a back-to-back is what it is. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about surviving and advancing. And, uh, and just getting through the rest of this road trip. We'll be right back. final segment pickaxe and roll here thank you so much for tuning in if you could it would be a lot of like very helpful for you to rate review and subscribe on apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts uh, helps to grow the program helps me out helps prove to uh, the people the powers that be that i deserve this platform i deserve to have people that want and care about listening to me so that always really helps Make sure to check out denverstiffs.com as well. We do a lot of great stuff there. Tommy Knowlton with a good podcast uh, performance yesterday was on the preview and recap today. Okay, let's talk about this road trip as a whole. Denver starts this road trip not knowing whether they're going to get back Nikola Jokic in Miami. They get him back. He performs well. They kick Miami's ass. Things are looking good. Then they go to Orlando, lose all of that momentum. Then they go to New York, get it back with a strong performance. Then they go to Chicago, lose all of that momentum. Then they go to New Orleans, Nicole Jokic is an MVP caliber game. Then they go to San Antonio and they lose the back-to-back, no energy. Denver's three and three. They've been up and down. There has been a lot of just kind of having to get through it. It's it's been a grind. This season, the season as a whole, has just been a grind for the Nuggets. For Nicole Jokic specifically, where he's had to carry a lot of the a lot of the burden. With Jamal Murray being out, Michael Porter going down, PJ Dozier making things more difficult defensively. Uh, and then just I, – I think that there's been some roster stuff where you've got just a bunch of guys that aren't really playing right now that, that don't really deserve to play. Like Vlako Chanchar, Marcus Howard, Peter Corneli, and Bull Bull, they're collecting dust right now. And When you don't have Austin Rivers, when you've got three guys out for the season, that's a really difficult thing for Denver's roster they just have so many like so many responsibilities that they have to carry this group right now that you know it has to be them that if they don't perform then there's nobody else and that if the starters don't give the bench a big cushion then it's probably a loss it's just been a war and denver has to survive They are extremely tired, especially with this road trip that it's just been as up and down as you could possibly get. Denver's now 12-13. and They are still in the thick of it when it comes to the Western Conference playoff picture. It really is just the top three teams with the the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors, and the Utah Jazz. Everybody else kind of sucks. Everybody else has just been so... So bad, or at least so average, that it hasn't been as debilitating as many people think that Denver's 12 and 13. Like they're in eighth place right now. But they are just like two wins or two losses away from the Memphis Grizzlies, who are in fourth. Memphis Grizzlies just beat the Lakers without jaw tonight. Like there's just a lot of that going on right now where the Clippers will go through a, a bad spell. The Grizzlies at one point were really, really, really bad. Uh, the Lakers have just been going through it as well. Dallas sucks. Minnesota, despite the fact that they are like improved, they're now 11 and 14 and they've lost four in a row. So Denver's not the only team that's going through it right now. Sacramento? Portland like they are like they've both they fired their coach and fired their GM at the 10th and 11th spot in the Western Conference right now so I don't know I think that Denver is in an okay position they need to get this next game against San Antonio if you want to have that psychological benefit to winning a road trip. Where you go four and three, despite going across the country, think about it. They went from Florida to New York, to Chicago, to New Orleans, to Texas. That is a massive road trip. And if you kind of go back before that, they went to Phoenix, and then they went to Portland. And they came back for a brief spell at Ball Arena. And then they went back out on the road again. They have been all over the map. Traveling nonstop. And it's got to be wearing. It's got to be taxing. And it really has been everybody. Like basically everyone outside of Nicola and Monte and even Nicola at times has kind of had, he's gone through some struggles. Uh, Jeff Green, honestly, has also been very good. I think tonight was a bad example, a really tough matchup for him specifically. Uh, But everybody else has had some really low moments throughout the trip. Bones has come back, has struggled these past two games. Barton looks stuck in the mud on the defensive end and has been some weirdly awful turnovers and decision-making at various points. Like, there was one turnover tonight where Barton drove the baseline, kind of was wild with the ball the entire time, neglected to pass it back out to Jokic, instead tried to cut under the rim, had a jump pass to nowhere, and threw it right to a defender. And Something like it just happens where those are the turnovers you make when you're tired. Those are the turnovers you make when you don't have an option. You just try to figure something out and you try to fight through it, but it's tougher than it looks. Jemichael's obviously gone through it too. He's been shooting and playing better of these last two games. Hopefully he can kind of use that as a capitalization too. Zeke after the New York game, averaging two shots a night. Attempted two total threes in the last three games. Not being involved, kind of getting away from what he needs to do. And I don't know, having Davon Reed out there, I think that that's the role that Zeke should be playing. But I also think that Davon's been pretty good at it, so hard to really like blame anybody. Yoke has also definitely had to shift some energy from the offensive end too. Because the defense, the, the rebounding and traffic, Jokic had a bunch of rebounding opportunities tonight that I think he missed out on. Like Jeff Green, same thing. Will Barton, same thing. Aaron Gordon, not as much, but he had a couple as well. Where Denver just got out-rebounded, out-hustled. And it's hard to hustle all the time, especially if you're Jokic, where you know that when you have to go back on the other end, you're going to be doing everything every time. All the time. You're going to be handling the ball, touching the ball five times on a single possession. That's, uh, it's got to be taxing. So, this is what happens when you're shorthanded on a road trip. The pressure just builds on everybody over time. And you have to know that it's going to happen to the entire group because it just wears on every single person. So, how do you get past it? How do you figure it out? Denver needs a big performance from their bench in this final road game. Starters, they, sh- they should not have to feel like they have to carry everything at this point, because I-, I know that that's how it feels. Yoke has to be frustrated that he'll play pretty well, leave the game, come back, and the deficit is 10 points lower than where he left it. Now, it didn't happen exactly like that tonight, but it shouldn't happen at all, or at least they should limit the number of times that it does happen. A Bones flurry would be really nice, where he kind of gets back on track, hits a bunch of threes, maybe gets to the rim a little bit more. Kind of a lot of in-between shots tonight for Bones. 7-footer, 13-footer that he missed, he got blocked by Yaka Pertl once. Uh, Not as comfortable. Bones, definitely not as comfortable with what he was doing. Hopefully, he figures that out, watches some film, gets back to it. A Zeke three-point fest would be good. A Jermichael Green breakout as opposed to just kind of a couple solid games would be really cool. But wherever it comes from, wherever the bench needs to get it, I don't care if it's Bull Bull. I don't care if it's Marcus Howard. Like I don't expect it to be those guys. I think it's got to be the group that Denver is throwing out there but wherever it comes from, getting 30 plus from the bench, I think is a really good barometer for this Nuggets team. The Nuggets are eight and three when their bench scores 30 plus points in any game, any single time this season. Do the math there. They are four and 10 in all other games. When they don't get bench production, they lose. It is hard to fight through that. When they do get bench production, they win. Denver's benches, they supplement the starters in that regard, where if if Denver's starters just have to score 70 points or 75 points as opposed to 90 points, it changes the calculation a little bit more than it changes how much pressure those guys have to feel to be perfect every single time. But it is what it is. You just got to survive December. This was always going to be how this went. Denver's have a really tough schedule. One of the toughest in the league. Maybe not record-wise, but definitely travel-wise. Like There have been some really tough games at difficult times, but the most difficult games have been the ones where they've had to travel, have been the ones where they've, they've had back-to-backs at the wrong time, facing a bunch of injuries. You just got to survive. You just got to breathe, figure out how to get to 500, and stay at 500 through December. Because if Denver's like, what, 15 and 15 when the new year hits, that's fine. That's definitely fine. Maybe it's a little bit more than that. Maybe it's like 17 and 17, something like that. But as long as they can get to that point, they will be okay. They can turn it around. Because then at that point, you take a breath, you figure out what's working, what's not working, you make the necessary changes, you get a couple practices in, and then Jokic gets a little bit of a breath of fresh air. Bones Highland takes a leap. Aaron Gordon continues to establish himself. Will Barton gets back on track defensively, whatever it is. But for now, you just got to fight, scratch, claw and find wins where you can. Next game would be great because then you turn a what would be a three and four road trip into a four and three road trip. Has a little bit of a different vibe going back home. You feel like you can at least be okay with that result. Knowing that Jamal Murray will come back at some point. That you don't have to carry the load forever. And that it's just for another six, seven weeks or so. And then you get as big of a reinforcement as you possibly can. That is going to do for this episode of pickaxe and roll presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support. It would be awesome. Once again, if you could rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.